Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In many Western countries, we're now way above the daily guideline for salt intake, which for an adult is six grams per day. To put that into perspective, there's about half a gram of salt in a small bag of crisps or one ham and cheese sandwich. But what does salt actually do to our insides? Well, we're joined by Vignesh Salvaraja, who's a kidney doctor from Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge. And also, I think it's fair to say, Vignesh has a particularly personal insight into the effects of salt and blood pressure. Welcome. Tell us what happened to you. Thank you. I am a researcher in salt-related disease, and I had a stroke last year, interestingly enough. I had a bleed in my brain that was typical of a hypertensive stroke, which is a stroke you get with high blood pressure. Now, we should be clear here, you're in your 30s. Yes. So it's very young for someone, because most people who have strokes are older. Yes, I had normal blood pressure, I had a healthy diet, and I was a runner. So that was really unexpected and unlucky. What happened that day? Well, I was running a half marathon. I came back, I felt unwell, and about eight hours later, I lost my ability to speak, I lost all power on my right side, I lost my vision, and I collapsed. I basically was close to dying, but fortunately the bleeding stopped just in time for me to avoid surgery. If it affected the, the right-hand side of your body, the, the damage must have occurred on the left-hand side of your brain because the Absolutely. brain controls the opposite side of the body. So what had gone wrong in your head? There was a blood vessel in the region called a bitumen. Now the blood vessels in this region of the brain are very sensitive to changes in blood pressure. So, so for some reason, I had a surge in blood pressure and my vessel burst, and I had a very bad, bad bleed. The pressure of the bleeding pushed my brain downwards, causing me to become unconscious. So I was, I was very lucky to survive. But you have made a very good recovery. You, admittedly, you, you do struggle a little bit with movement. I do. And, but, but for someone to be in that state and to now be co-presenting on a radio program or being interviewed on a radio program, that's, that's a dramatic turnaround. Certainly. My wife is a very supportive and um, I've done a lot of physio and we were actually drilling holes, hanging up curtains this morning. <laughs> so it's been a long, long journey. But, you know, I've been improving slowly and steadily. For a kidney doctor who spends a lot of his time worrying about his patient's blood pressure, this must give you enormous pause for thought and also enormous insight into what the consequences can be. Certainly, I've always told my patients to watch their blood pressure because it's associated, or high blood pressure is associated with stroke. But from now, from now onwards, I can tell them I know what it feels like to have a stroke. And I know nobody wants to have one. <laughs> what is the relationship between salt and blood pressure? What's that guidance based on? What's the evidence? Over the last hundred years or so, there's been a number of studies looking at the relationship between salt intake and blood pressure. And without a doubt, it's right to say 
that populations which consume more salt have higher blood pressures. What is also interesting is we used to think that increasing our blood pressure was age was inevitable. The actual fact, in populations with low salt intake, such as indigenous populations, you don't see a rise in blood pressure with age. So there's a very strong evidence-based supporting theory that salt tends to push up your blood pressure. How do you know when you talk about indigenous populations that this is not a genetic thing? These people are all genetically the same and the whether or not they add salt to their diet is is just a, a confounding variable. It's one of these bystander effects. It has nothing to do with the, the reality of the blood pressure. Certainly. In the very large studies carried out more than 50 years ago called the insult study, it looked at indigenous people in their own environments and those people who moved to the cities. And we watched these people change when they entered different environments and had more salt. Their blood pressures went up. Do we know why? That's a good question. First of all, when these people are living in their own natural environments, which were, you know, the forests, they were eating less than half a gram of salt a day. When they moved to the cities, they increased the salt intake by more than four times. And this probably resulted in increase in blood pressure. The actual mechanism for salt increased blood pressure is debatable, but most people think that increasing your salt intake increases the amount of blood volume and that pushes up your blood pressure. Just to clarify that then, why should eating more salt increase your blood volume? What's the mechanism of that? Sodium controls where water goes. So the extracellular volume, which is one-third of all the water in your body, tends to be bound to sodium. So if you eat more sodium, you tend to drink more, and you tend to keep more volume in that extracellular space. So if there's more water in the blood vessels, they're stretching the blood vessels more, therefore the pressure's going to be higher. Exactly. Is that the only mechanism? It sounds a bit simplistic. I'm sure there's... It's much more complicated than that. We now realise that when you eat salt, what you call your peripheral vascular resistance, which is a resistance posed by your blood vessels, so blood flow increases as well. We think this is because of a process called endothelial dysfunction. So what salt does is it interferes with the cells in the innermost layer of your blood vessels, causing them to dysregulate the way they allow blood to flow. Why do we think that people's salt intake has risen in this way? Why do we almost have a penchant for reaching for the salt cellar? It's interesting. Most of the salt we eat isn't from the salt that we add to our food. It's actually from processed foods, things like bread, cereals, cheese, you know, uh, sausages and bacon. We become very used to eating processed food. And in processed food... We have incredible amounts of salt. A slice of bread used to contain the same amount of salt as a packet of crisps. And when when this was highlighted by an organization called Cash, the the food and beverage industry realized they had to cut back on salt. And that was quite alarming, the fact that people were eating salt and not realizing how much they were actually eating. And what you're saying that because we have all this intake, we've almost adapted to expect that taste. And so when things don't have that much salt, we don't like them. We certainly rely on salt to make food taste better. 
It appears that salt helps us to enhance the taste of sweetness and increase the taste of bitterness and make the flavour of a food taste more full. It's interesting that the processes by which this occurs is not fully understood, but it certainly implies that salt makes our food taste better to us. So what would you prescribe then? Uh, A better chef? I would certainly encourage people to read the labels of what they buy. If you buy processed food like bread or or instant noodles or, or meat, read what's on the labels. Very often, what you see is not what you expect. We are advised to eat no more than 6 grams of salt a day. That's equivalent to 2.4 grams of sodium a day. You'd be surprised how easily you can reach 6 grams. Where did that 6 grams come from? Number of studies done over, over the years showed that 6 grams, or at 6 grams, the salt intake you have is associated with ideal blood pressures and therefore reduced risk of heart attacks, strokes and heart failure. And what proportion of people do you think in your clientele actually hit that six grams a day target or less? Minority. The most recent survey called the National Diet and Nutrition Survey, the average salt intake for a male in England was 9 grams. The average salt intake for a woman was 7 grams. So on overall, we are still eating too much salt. So we really do need to cut down. Thank you very much. That's Vignesh Selvaraja, who's a kidney doctor at Adambrooks Hospital and who also has a very unique insight into the importance of getting your blood pressure right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.